Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Spiral. My name is Victor Checo, and today I'm going to talk to you about my heartbreaking experience this past Thursday. As every Giants fan, also on today's show, is Derek Carr and the Raiders the real deal? Is Lamar going to carry this team to the division title? Are the Panthers and Cardinals the real deal? And why the Cowboys just proved they are not as much as a threat to the NFC? And Derrick Henry just keeps proving he is the king and no one is taking his crown. All that coming up on this episode. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with the unfortunate events that happened this past Thursday, September 9th, 2021. The New York Giants and the Washington football team squared off on Thursday Night Football. The Washington football team with Taylor Heineke under center got their first win against division rivals and my team, the New York Giants. Came down to a game-winning field goal that was missed by Washington's kicker Dustin Hopkins. However, due to Dexter Lawrence jumping offside, Washington got another shot and made it break the hearts of Giants fans, including my own. My initial thoughts of the game as well, obviously disappointed, but after my emotions settled, I realized the Giants can only be mad at themselves. The Giants were, be- Giants were the better team on the field that night, but because of penalties and drop passes, other mistakes, Washington was able to take advantage and steal the win. I also can have some positive thoughts and things I can say about the Giants. Now, before I break anything down, I just want to say that after the NFC East showdown, Dallas Cowboys should feel like it's their division to lose. This was a battle of the bottom teams in the division, and both teams had many issues that need to be fixed, and it ultimately came down to which team made the last mistake. So, Daniel Jones actually played a solid game. Now, if you've heard any of my last episodes, especially after week one, you would know that... Number one, obviously, I am a Giants fan, um, and I've been a big Daniel Jones supporter since day one. But recently, I've, I think I've just grown sick and tired of losing and seeing the struggles of Daniel Jones. Um, but I can't blame this one on him. I really can't. Daniel Jones actually played a solid game, okay? Statistically speaking, 22 of 32, 259 yards and one touchdown. No turnovers. Also was the leading rusher by running it nine times for 95 yards and one touchdown. Now, Daniel Jones is not the reason we lost. Um, In the first first half, our offensive line struggled, allowing three sacks. Saquon had only one big 41-yard run and shined some moments, but ultimately had a mediocre game uh, with 13 carries and 57 yards. Saquon said after the game that he needs to trust his knee. I believe Barkley will be back in his pro bowler form but it's gonna take some time um i've always said the hardest part about coming back from acl tear is the mental aspect of it and gaining trust in it again with time i think saquon can be get, can get back to his original playmaking self selling shepherds continues to have a great season with nine catches and 94 yards on the night like i said um what i saw in the second half of the offense i i, I liked it um, the line held up pretty well, better than the first half. They only allowed one sack in the second half. 
Uh, Daniel Jones also threw a beautiful ball down the sideline to Darius Slayton for a touchdown. The run game, however, was non-existent in the second half, and there is when the mistakes started happening. So after holding Washington to a field goal and maintaining a lead by three, the Giants missed a great opportunity to pull away with six minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. On first down, Daniel Jones threw a wide op- threw to a wide open Darius Slayton, only to have him drop the ball and keep Washington alive. I was there at the game, and I think that's when everybody knew, like, that's going to come back to bite us. That's going to come back to haunt us. If anybody who, who hasn't seen it, um, Daniel Jones stepped up in the pocket, and you can say... Maybe he put a little too much on it, but it was a catchable ball. It hit his hands. It was one of those balls that if he would have extended with his with just one hand, he might have had more leverage on it and been able to catch it. But I, I put more of the blame on Darius Slayton. You are an NFL wide receiver. Even if you have to put your body on the line for that catch, you got to do it. It was. I mean, there was it was a blown coverage. Um, Ex-Giants defender Landon Collins was actually the safety who should have picked up Darius Slayton, but you could tell as soon as Daniel Jones threw the ball, Landon Collins knew he messed up. And this was a perfect opportunity to take the lead and to finish this game. Um, that one hurt. We all knew it. Every Giants fan was, was, was in shock. Uh, <laughs> but that's where the mistake, that's, that's, that's the first mistake that, that could have really changed the outcome of the game. Um, Eventually, the Giants kicked the field goal to increase the lead by six. However, Heineke quickly went down the field and threw a ball to Seals Jones for a corner touchdown. Very nice pass, I will say. The next possession, the Giants were forced to punt, and all hopes were leaving Giants fans until James Bradbury made an amazing play and picked off Heineke in the red zone. This should have been game over right here, okay? The Giants should have been able to pick one first down up and run the clock down. However, after two run attempts with Saquon that went nowhere and an incomplete pass to Sterling Shepard on third down, the Giants were forced to kick a field goal to make the score 29-27 and give Washington a chance to score a game-winning field goal. Washington went downfield to set up a 48-yard field goal and Dustin Hopkins missed it. With only a few seconds left on the clock, the game was over. Uh, Giants fans were screaming at the but there's some yellow laundry on the field and I was at the game like I said and where I was on the field I wasn't screaming I I didn't even realize that he did miss the field goal because I already knew that they were going to get another try because I saw didn't know who it was at the time but it turned out to be Dexter Lawrence jumped off sides and I saw that happen before the flag was even thrown it was a good call Giants messed up I don't solely blame Dexter Lawrence for the loss I, there's, a, there's plenty of times that we could have won this game. We were the better team on the field. There's no question about that. But after the offsides call, a 58-yard field goal turned into a 53-yard field goal. Dustin Hopkins made it for the win. Um, This was a tough pill to swallow as a Giants fan. Starting off 0-2 for the fifth time in five straight years, which is the longest active streak, by the way. 
it's becoming a very common theme for the Giants. Um, we're becoming one of the most mediocre teams in the league. Excuse me, in the league, and it's it's as much as it hurt. I realized that as a Giants fan, I'm starting to get used to losing. And that's not a good thing. Things need to change. Uh, like I said, I can't blame. I'm not blaming Daniel Jones for this loss. I I can't. He kind of did everything. This was a good game from him. But I'm gonna be honest with you, and and, and it might he might prove me wrong. Well, we play the Falcons next, so I don't know how we should win that game. We should be able to beat the Falcons. But to be honest with you guys and any Giants fans that are listening, I just don't believe in Daniel Jones anymore. I don't believe in our GM. I don't believe in our offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett. I just don't believe in our offense because of Daniel Jones. I I don't think he's that guy. I don't think he's the guy to lead us to the playoffs. I don't think he's the guy to take us to the Super Bowl. I know, it seems like, oh, how are you a Giants fan saying that? I'm a Giants because I'm the heart. I'm, I'm a very big critic on my team. I'm gonna be very honest, and I just don't see how he's supposed to be that that guy. How he's supposed to be the one to take us. I'm tired of I, I've I, I've my, most of my life I've seen Eli Manning play, and as much as I love Eli, and I'm very grateful to even see my team win two Super Bowls. I'm very, very grateful. I don't think I'll ever see my team win another one with Daniel Jones on the center. I was I want I want to. I, I want a playmaker. I want someone who's going to change our franchise. And I know that's harder to find, but... Daniel Jones is, is not... He's just he's not that guy. And this is a time, more than ever, where we don't... Now, the Giants have always been a very patient franchise. They were very patient with Eli. They were very patient with Tom Coughlin. And that turned out to pay very well for the Giants but I mean look at the Dolphins after a few starts with Tua they're already trying to get Sean Watson look at the Arizona Cardinals after they drafted Josh Rosen with the 10th overall pick the next year they would be the number one overall pick on their quarterback and it was the right decision listen and this is why I'm really big on, and I think after this year, it's time for Dave Gettleman to go. Because he's the type of GM to realize that, excuse me, he's the type of GM to not admit his mistakes. It's okay to be wrong. Not every quarterback you draft is going to be the next Patrick Mahomes or even the next top 15 quarterback in the league. Daniel Jones is not that guy. He's a good player and shows flashes and has potential, I believe, to be a great backup or even a starter around a very talented team. But this is his third year, and I know it's only two games, but I I haven't seen anything to really show me that he's going to be the guy to lead our franchise to another Super Bowl, and that's what we're playing for, and if you're playing for anything less, then you need to get off the team. I like Daniel Jones. I like him as a person. I like his character. I like his personality. He's a very blue-collar, get-the-job-done type of player. Nothing extra. I like that in a quarterback. However, I want a playmaker 
We had that with Eli, and yes, we got two rings out of it. I know. That's because Eli was a risk taker. That's because Eli, his money's... <laughs> he was willing to, to, to throw it up, and, and, and ultimately, that was one of the reasons why we even won the Super Bowl in the, in the first place. With the David Tyree catch. But you can't just try to find a, another Eli. And honestly, I don't want another Eli as a Giants fan. I love Eli, but that Eli era is over. It's time to, to go with it. We, we can't wait forever for Daniel Jones to, to figure it out. It's time for us to draft another quarterback. I wish the absolute best for Daniel Jones. And and don't get me wrong, this is before week three, so I could be completely wrong. And trust me, I hope I am. I'm just going based off what I really believe after seeing two years of Daniel Jones and some change. I'm ready to move on. And I'm ready to, to move on from this GM. Um, and I want to win games, man. I really do. But enough about the Giants. Let's go ahead and talk about the Washington, Washington football team's play. Chandler Honeycutt played a pretty good game. The offensive line completely dominated the Giants. I mean, I was just screaming about how we just had no pressure. Taylor Honeycutt was comfortable back there. He could have easily sat down, ate some popcorn, and just figured out who he wanted to throw to. He was chilling back there. It was so hard to watch. That's why Taylor Honeycutt had a good game, really. I mean... Taylor Hunt can make some great passes in the game and, and some good plays, but nothing, honestly, Taylor didn't, didn't impress me. He didn't, I didn't think that that's Washington's next future QB. No, I, he's a good backup. Uh, I think that's all he'll ever really be. Um, I think he was 34 for 46, 336 yards, two touchdowns, and one very costly interception that should have ended the game, but nonetheless didn't. His connection with Terry McCormick was amazing. McLaurin threw, excuse me, caught 11 passes for 107 yards and one touchdown, and he just could not be stopped. It was so frustrating to watch that live. Uh, don't want to too much talk too much about this game because uh, looking at it at a league perspective, this was one of the bottom two of the bottom teams facing each other um, to really see who's going to take the fourth place. Spot. And as of right now, that is the New York Giants. Um, but as a fan, I just wanted to get this off my chest and talk about this game and um, how heartbreaking it was. And we should have won. And I will say this, excuse me, Washington fans, we are the Giants are better than Washington, no question about it. Washington's defense coming into the league was was talked about as one of the best top five. They did not play like that in the past two games. If I can say so myself, Washington defense is overrated. That's not the defense we saw last year with Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Um, I'm not, but typically, typically defenses take a little longer to get their rhythm, to get their chemistry, and that doesn't mean that they won't be a top five defense. I'm just saying, as right now, they are they are not playing like the defense they, they played last year. Um. So as of right now, I would say the Giants are a better team than Washington, and we should have. The Giants should have won that game. The Giants lost that game. Washington didn't really win. Washington just took advantage of our mistakes as they should have. And unfortunately, we won't be able to play them again to the last game of the season, Week 18. But as of right now, 
as a Giants fan, I can just truly say that I'm, I'm done with losing and I'm, I'm done with this uh, the situation that we have going. And of course, I'm going to still root for my team. I still want the best for them and still try to win games. Um, but I can't speak all bad. There are some good things I could say about that game. Uh, and hopefully we could pick off that momentum and maybe you know play with some more urgency in week three against the Atlanta Falcons. But it was a good game nonetheless, and I was very fortunate to be a part of it. Derek Carr and the Raiders have start at 2-0 after a crazy Monday night win against Baltimore and a very good win against Pittsburgh this past Sunday. Now, are they legit or are they pretenders? I know that they've started 2-0 in the past and they didn't end well for them. Um, haven't made it to the playoffs in the past couple of years. Now, I actually originally preseason prediction had them going third in their division um, at 8-9. and nine. But I will say that I might be wrong about the Raiders. I believe in them this year. I don't know what it is watching them. Their car is playing at its absolute best. They have a pass rush that I was not expecting. And I know it's just been one game, but maybe finally their first round pick, Henry Ruggs, might be what they actually thought he could be after a bad season last year due to injuries. So Derek Carr, 28 for 37, 382 yards, two touchdowns against a very stellar Pittsburgh defense. That's pretty phenomenal. Uh, running game was non-existent expecting, as expected against this team. Uh, Henry Ruggs caught five catches for 113 yards and a touchdown. Darren Waller had a decent game, five catches, 65 yards. Uh, I mean, the Raiders look good. They do on both sides of the ball. Um, now, they're not going to win a division, okay? Nothing's going to make me think that. All right, I, I have Kansas City winning the division. I do have the Chargers going 11-6 at number two. But based off what I've seen for, so far from the Raiders and Chargers, right now, I would definitely say, from what I've seen, two weeks, two weeks. This is, if, I, if I just if I look at the evidence from week one, week two, and that's it, the Raiders have looked like the better team than the Chargers. So if I was to change anything, maybe I'd give a game to the Raiders, have them go nine and eight, Chargers go ten and six. Uh, I still right now feel confident in my my standings. I still think the Broncos are gonna be. The last in their division. I like Teddy Bridgewater, but he, he's he's a game manager. That's what he is. That's, that's, that's no disrespect. He's a good quarterback, but he's he's not gonna it's not gonna change the Broncos. The Broncos are just a very very talented team. So, but the Raiders, man, I, I'm 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 become a big fan, and I've said this before. Derek Carr, in my opinion, is probably the most underrated quarterback in this league. Doesn't get enough respect. Um. And I like what I see so far. 
Uh, I can see the Raiders fighting for that 6th, 7th seed in the playoff spot. Uh, right now, I, I have... This is preseason predictions. Chiefs at 1 seed. Bills at 2. Browns 3. Titans at 4. Then I have Chargers, Ravens, Dolphins. Alright. Um, now, because of the injury to Tua. Now, Tua has... And please excuse me if I'm wrong. I know it's a rib injury. And I want to say it's a fractured rib or a bruised rib. I think that sounds more right. And he's definitely going to be out for week three. Don't know how long he'll be out. But I'll be honest with you. I've always said that I believed in Tua. But I'm starting to see why people are not high on Tua. I get it. Um, and if what I've seen so far, the Raiders are better than the Dolphins with Tua. So... I could definitely see the Dolphins losing that 7th seed and the Raiders taking that. Um, yeah, I, could, I, I can see that happening. But I'm looking at the Raiders' schedule. So they play the Dolphins this week without Tua. So Raiders should be able to... I, I believe the Raiders will win that one. I have them going 3. So they should be going 3-0. and Um... Then this is the ultimate challenge, divisional game against the Chargers, Monday night. Can't wait for that game. That one should be a good one. Uh, I don't really know who's going to come out on that one. But let me tell you something. The Raiders can't win that game. And they could beat the Bears the following week. And they could beat... The, now, divisional games are, are weird to predict. They're really hard to predict. But if they can, they can possibly have the opportunity to go... Really? I'm looking at the schedule... I don't think they will, but they had the chance to go 7-0 before they play the Chiefs. I mean, that'd be a... Wow. So they, they, they play the Dolphins week three, then the Chargers, which I, I don't know if they will win, but let's just say for sake argument, they do. I believe they could beat the Bears. I believe they could beat the Broncos. That was also a divisional game, so that's a tough one. But let's just say they win that one, and they could beat the Eagles and the Giants. That's a 7-0 start. Let's just say even if they lose those two divisional games, which would be two big losses, that's still a 5-2 start, which is very good. And then we will lose to the Chiefs, 5-3. They got Bengals, Cowboys, Washington. See, they play the NFC East, so those are easy wins. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm really I'm starting to become high on the, on the Raiders. Raiders fans should be excited, and I believe that they can, they can take that 7th seed spot from the Dolphins that I originally had on there. Now, the Steelers... <laughs> oh, the Steelers' run game is absolutely terrible. I believe they're last in the league in running. Um, ben Roethlisberger, I believe, had a, a peck injury uh, after the game. I'm not sure how serious it is yet. I, I don't know if he'll be out... Or even, he might be questionable. I don't know if he'll be out. But he was 27 for 40. Ben Roethlisberger, 295 yards, one touchdown, one pick. I've said this before. Ben looks old, and he it's time to hang it up. He is not. I don't know what the Steelers were thinking. And I don't know if they They don't really even have a succession plan for, for Ben. I mean, I know they have Dwayne Haskins, but can they really rely on that? He looked decent. in the pre, He looked pretty good in the preseason. And if that's their plan going forward, fine. I know they're just one and one right now, but 
I have Pittsburgh going third in the division. I don't even know if that's going to happen. I just, I don't know. I, I just can't see. Bandit looks worse and worse to me every every week. He really does. Um, I don't know what the plan is for the Steelers, but he, he's he's making his team handicapped. So the Steelers need to go ahead and, and, and really decide. I know they're going to stick with him for the rest of the year. I can't imagine Ben being benched for Dwayne Haskins. But right now, I'm not even sure if, if they're not the worst team in the division. Um, if it wasn't for their defense, defense is great. Receivers are good, very good. Chase Poole, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson. Um, so I, I, I don't know. But in this game of is it real or not? I think the Raiders are the real deal. And there's two other things I want to talk about. Are they the real deal or not? Panthers and Cardinals. Panthers and Cardinals are also off to a 2-0 start. I'm actually going to go ahead and um, talk about every 2-0 team and whether I believe they are uh, the real deal or not. So, the Panthers do play the Houston Texans Thursday night to see if they can go to 3-0. Um... Their defense is, is pretty solid. Christian, Christian McCaffrey is um, the second best running back in the league, in my opinion. And Sam Darnold is playing good. But honestly, I, I don't believe in them. Not yet. Sam Darnold was 26 for 38, 305 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Uh but as talented as they are, I, I, I still don't. They're now they're they're gonna fight with the Saints to see who's gonna take the number two spot. Um, and I would love to see Sam Donald go to the playoffs for the first time with a team that is actually surrounded by talent. But I'm I'm gonna go. Um, I'm going to call this believing or deceiving. Panthers are deceiving. I don't believe in them yet. I'm hoping, but not yet. And then we have the Arizona Cardinals. Who I am definitely believing. I mean, Kyler Murray uh, is playing phenomenal. Their weapons, I mean, they're Top four receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Christian Kirk, and excuse me, let me look at let me get his name real quick. Uh, I know his last name is Moore, number four. Um, anybody who saw the game know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, coming out of nowhere, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a deep threat. He's gonna be a force to reckon with, reckon with, and I believe. I mean, what can you say? The Cardinals are looking really good. I'm going to go with believing on that one. Um, Denver Broncos. Deceiving. Let's not play games. They beat the Giants. And they beat the Jaguars. 
yeah, so can anybody tell me why I should believe in them just yet? They have an easy schedule. Giants win. Jaguars better win. They play the Jets next. They should win that one. Things get really serious when they play the Ravens in week four. We'll talk then. But I don't believe the quarterback situation. I like Teddy Bridgewater. Please, I'm not hating Teddy Bridgewater. I just, he's just, let's come on. He's not that guy. He's, he's a game manager. He's doing good. He's what they need. He's better than Drew Locke. He's not going to throw picks or unnecessary passes. Next, I'll talk about Tampa and LA. Uh, my opinion, best two teams in the conference. They actually play this week, and I'm super excited. Uh, I'm going to go through towards the end of this episode all the games just going real quick on my predictions, my score predictions. Um, Tampa and LA, believe in both of them. Not much needs to be said. San Francisco. Now that's a tough one. They. I, I'm not sure yet. I'm going to go even on that one because only because they've beaten the Detroit Lions and the Philadelphia Eagles so competition level hasn't really been high so I'm not going to speak too early on them they do look good they do already have some injuries um but I'm gonna go to Steven on that one but and also because of their division is that good so we'll see I do have them going third in their division these week three games and give my predictions i'm gonna start off with the thursday night games carolina at houston carolina has been playing pretty well one of the few 2-0 teams remaining against houston david mills rookie will be starting after tyler taylor's injury not shocked i tyler taylor did get injured uh but gonna go with carolina on this one um gonna go 24 to 14 on that one uh, we're going to start with the Sunday games, 1 o'clock. We got Indianapolis at Tennessee. Tennessee with an amazing comeback win. Eric Henry absolutely killing Seattle Seahawks defense. Um, I'm actually going to go ahead and give Indianapolis their first win of the year. I'm sorry. Just remember that um, Carson Wentz is hurt and was playing absolutely crazy last week playing frisbee throwing the ball like there was no tomorrow he would get touched and just like play he was, he was reckless with the ball so i'm actually, I'm actually gonna give um tennessee the win on this one um get their second win of the year i'll do a close one on this one i'll do tennessee uh 30 to 27 um Next, uh, we got the Giants at Atlanta. I predicted the Giants would win the last two games, so I'm actually going to go ahead and pick Atlanta to win this one. Hopefully, again, I'd be wrong and the Giants will win. Wishful, wishful thinking. So, Atlanta, I'm going to go do. I'll, I'll do Atlanta winning 21, 21 yes, yeah, 17. 
Hopefully the Giants actually do win that one. <laughs> then we got the divisional game, Chargers, Kansas City. Kansas City, a tough loss. Baltimore uh, won't be the case this week. Kansas City is going to go ahead and win 31-17 to against the Chargers. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, this should be a good one. Uh, really depends on the injury situation with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Pittsburgh defense, it's, just, it's a really good... And I'm not sure how Joe Burrow is going to really handle this divisional game. Um, I'm going to go Pittsburgh with a real close one. 2019. Uh, Chicago, Justin Fields is his first start in Cleveland, ironically, as he played for Ohio State. Um, I'll go ahead and get Cleveland this win. Obviously, Justin Fields is his first NFL start. Uh, Cleveland should go ahead and win this one, even without Jarvis Landry. A big loss for them. Jarvis Sanji will not be playing. I'll give Cleveland the win. 27 to 17. All right. Baltimore against Detroit. Baltimore should be able to win this one. Uh, Detroit will give a good fight, though. Uh, I got Baltimore winning 24 to 20. Um, New Orleans and New England. Uh, New Orleans, great performance week one, not so great performance week two. We don't really know what they are, but I predicted, and if you want to go back and check the other episodes after their big win against the Packers, I didn't think that this was who they were going to be with Jameis Winston. It was, like, I, it was a good win for them, but it's week one. They didn't overreact to that win. Uh, and New England got their first win last week. Mac Jones played well, did what he was supposed to do. I really don't. This one's a good one. Um, but I'm going to give the win to New Orleans. New England's playing a little too safe for me. Mac Jones isn't taking the big shots. Not that he needs to. But I remember in the past game, there was a, a trick play. And um, instead of taking the, the touch, the wide open touchdown, uh, he, he, he took the safe play. And it's just those are the plays right there that can define if you're going to win or not against a gunslinger, James Winston. Uh, Jameis might go ahead and and, and uh, make some plays, and they, I'll say they win that one. Uh, I'll do thirty-one twenty-one in New Orleans, Arizona and Jacksonville. Arizona needs to get their mind. Don't think too much about this opponent. You sh- they should be able to win this game uh, easily, but uh, don't want to go in there cocky um so arizona i'm gonna give them the win let's do 31 to 17 washington at buffalo washington gets another game with taylor heineke as their starter um washington defense has gone off to a slow start buffalo looked good i mean playing uh, injured dolphins team in terms of their quarterback was injured crushed them 35 zip I'll give Buffalo the window um, 27 to 14. Buffalo. Uh, Jets at Denver. Denver. This is actually a closer game than I think anybody thinks, but I'm going to do 21 17 Denver. Uh, Miami at Las Vegas. Um, Miami's playing with Altua. I think Las Vegas should be able to win this game as well as they're playing. They better win this game, especially how well I've talked about them recently and how much I believe in uh, Derek Carr. I'll do... Mm, 
31-10 Vegas. No, excuse me. I forgot how good Miami's defense was. Do 24-10 Vegas. Uh, Seattle and Minnesota. This is going to be a good game. Minnesota is desperate. And honestly, it sucks to say, but they, they should be 2-0. That Dalvin Cook fumble was not a fumble against the Cincinnati week one. And they should have got the game-winning field goal that they, easy field goal that they missed to lose to Arizona. So don't feel too bad, Vikings fans. You guys should be 2-0. I'm sure you guys know that. I'm going to go ahead with Minnesota on this one. They're going to play desperate, and they're going to go ahead and get this win. Let me just see real quick who is favored in this one. Just curious. Let me load up real quick. All right. So uh, Seattle is favored by one and a half. Um, so it's a close one, but I got Minnesota winning that one. Because uh, I, I look at Seahawks, and Seahawks, they're nothing without, they are nothing without Russell Wilson. Absolutely nothing. Russell Wilson is not there. The Seahawks are a mediocre team, and I'm sorry. But every time I watch them, that's what I think of. Um, so I'll give Minnesota that win. They're playing desperate, so they'll get their first win of the season. Now, Tampa and L.A. Game of the week. Can't wait for that one. Um, damn, it's a four o'clock game. Who's playing Sunday night? Who is playing Sunday night? Green Bay and San Francisco. That should be a good one too. But I'd rather have Tampa and LA as a Sunday night game. Hmm. But anyways, Tampa's favored by one and a half points. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and make a bold prediction. Not necessarily bold, especially since they're only a one and a half point favorite. But my upset of the week. It's going to be the Rams will give Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers their first loss. Matthew Stafford will throw for four touchdowns, 300-plus yards. Cooper Cup will have two of those touchdowns. I'm big on L.A. As you know, my prediction is they will make it to the Super Bowl and unfortunately lose to the Chiefs. But I believe that they're the team to take the, the crown from the Buccaneers in the NFC. And this is their chance to prove, prove me right and to themselves that they are Super Bowl contenders. Next, Sunday Night Football, Packers, San Francisco. Packers got that bounce back win against the Lions, as they should. Those are the teams they should beat. Another challenge here against the San Francisco 49ers. I'm giving the 49ers the win since they're at home. Just that home for the advantage, I feel like, is big enough to give them the win. 31-27, to 27, San Francisco. And then Monday Night, NFC East, this is a big one because this is going to be really who's going to win this division. Dallas, I'm sorry, but y'all should not be happy with that win y'all got last week. You guys look terrible. I don't want to feel terrible. Your running game, that combination of Ezekiel Elliott and Tony uh, Pollard is, is, is a good combination. That's exciting for you guys. Um, and you guys had some defense. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence with his uh, broken foot. Out for a couple weeks um, and Randy Gregory out due to COVID protocol so I'm give you a pass on your defense but offensively you guys struggled not in the running game necessarily but not as good as you guys looked against Tampa um, but this is a chance to show that you guys will win this division uh, if Philly wins they're, they're first in the division 
Not that that really means much this early in the league, but I think Dallas should be able to win it. We don't really still don't know what Philly is. We're still trying to figure that out. This will be a good game to try to understand what we have in this division. Um, the top two teams, in my opinion. So I'll do Dallas wins it in a close one, 22-17. Yeah, we'll stick with 2017. I was going to change it for a second, but that should be fine. 20 to 17, Dallas. Uh, go ahead and take the lead in the division Monday night. Um, and that is going to be all for this week, guys. I appreciate you uh, listening in. And I know that I didn't make an episode this past Monday. It's been hard with work, full-time job, trying to do my research and make videos. Um, but I'm still grinding, still trying to go ahead and, and, and keep making content every Thursday for sure I'm gonna make a video I can't promise every Monday but if and if it is once a week um, Thursday will most likely be today and maybe every other week I'll do a Monday just a quick Monday episode and just talk about the big stories that happened the previous Sunday but anyways guys thank you for listening um, and I hope you guys tune in next week to another episode my name is Victor Checo. Peace out.